Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Anybody listening out there, I got to get Tommy back in the line. Looks like a lot of guests scattered out of the chat room. Uh, I'll have to edit that out later on. But that's what happens when you do a live show on the Internet. Sometimes problems do happen. But we're back up and running, and that's all that matters right now. So you guys hang on a minute. I'm going to get on a Tigers of Pantang song while I give Rob a call. Wait for Tommy to call back in. And anybody else who left the chat that thought the show was off, I do apologize. So how about we give you a little uh, Let It Burn.
Tigers of Pantang will let it burn. Let's give Rob a call now. Hopefully it's not too late. T, I think that fan is over your mic again. Yeah, I just I had to move to get something. I'm sorry. There you go. No, that's perfect. I don't know. I don't hear nothing, do you? I don't know. I didn't get nothing over there. Let me see. Let's try this again here. Uh-oh. Anyway, uh-huh. yeah, I don't know. We didn't get nothing here, but let me see. Maybe, uh, you know, they used to have a little flag with the country, so it would do it automatically. Yeah. But now it doesn't have it, so I wonder if I have to add that in. Let's see. I hate the dollar overseas, I tell you. Uh, let's try that. Let's see if that does it here. Invalid number. That didn't work either. Now, how the hell do we do this now, buddy? I, I, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't understand the <laughs> Skype. Let me see here. I don't have the Skype. You don't have the Skype, huh? I don't have the Skype. You don't have the Skype. <laughs> oh, boy. You know what? Let me play another song. <laughs> <laughs> Try this Try again. To it, out, it used to have the little flag for the country, but he sent me his cell phone, which is actually a different code than the, the, the country code. Oh. But he didn't send me the, the, the first part of the number. So let me try again. 07. Baba. Da da. Do da. Do da. I don't want give to out, give out his number here. Let's try that one more time. Well, I tell you, we're batting a thousand here today, buddy. I see that. It's all right. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing's going right. Maybe we should get Kenny to call in and uh, do his uh, constant count update for us while we uh, try to get this going here, because I'd be damned if I could figure it out. Hey, Kenny, if you're out there, call in so you can give out your update for the week, and uh, I'll try to make this phone call happen here. Let me see. How do I do this here? You know, I'm going to play a song while we wait, T. Okay. How about a little Battalion of Saints? Modern Day Heroes. Sounds good. There you go, Battalion of Saints. Kenny, I'm going to put you on right now. Give your counsel account update to everybody and keep them entertained for a little bit while I try to figure out this uh, phone call thing. How does that sound? That sounds fine. Am I supposed to tell jokes, do stand-up comedy, or tell uh, the U.S. News and World Report after? Uh, after? You might have to do a little bit of everything if I can't get this number, so <laughs> I'll leave it up to you. But I'm going to let you go for a few minutes. You're on your own. 
Oh, okay. That's that's. Is T still there at least, or is he? I see it. Oh, good. <laughs> what the hell is going on with technology tonight, right? Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, your, uh, as Mikey likes to say, your your face of the uh, the New York metal scene over here, Ken from Piercing Metal. It's nice to be back on this rather disastrous uh, show that's happening thanks to the technology failing on uh, on us. Uh, but uh, let's get right down to the nitty-gritty here. If you are on your way to Jones Beach this evening, you will be obviously heading for the System of a Down show. These guys are back and have the Deftones opening up for them. That's going to be an exciting show. Uh, I was never more than a casual fan of System of a Down. T, what about you? Do you, you dig uh, them? I, I like some of their riffs. You know. Some of the riffs are good. I was really surprised that they were just uh, coming back so quickly, like uh, that they took like a four-year break or something like that. Yeah, but, but they're, they're uh, sort of the uh, new crop, you know, the new crop of heavy stuff. So you could see like the, you know, the younger generation, you know, jumping right up, you know, Jack jumping right back on them. You know what I mean? But we are still the younger generation, no matter what they say. Uh, we're the middle generation. All right, I'll take that. Uh, Monday, Monday night, two things going on in the mighty Webster Hall. Up in Webster Hall itself, you have the mighty, mighty Boss Tones, which is kind of like a ska punk band. They had a couple of big songs that were actually on the radio a few years ago, and they still have maintained a cult following over all the years. So they'll be at Webster Hall. While downstairs at the studio, which is slowly becoming one of my very favorite venues in the city, you have what they are calling the Slaughter Survivors Tour, and that is going to feature Pathology, Enfold Darkness, Fallujah, Fit for an Autopsy, Agion, and Death Throb. This is a really, really heavy show. That's a lot of death metal, and I think one or two of those bands are black metal bands from uh, from the United States. And as always, gigs at the studio do start on the earlier side and end in a timely fashion as well. So if you don't want to miss anything, you want to get there nice and early. Tuesday, I don't see anything on the calendar, but... Wednesday night, we can welcome back those masters of disaster in full force as Slipknot will play at PNC Bank Arts Center. Slipknot will be supported by Asking Alexandria and As I Lay Dying. And I think those were two bands that were on that recent um, uh, the, the Mayhem Fest with them a couple of weeks ago when they played with Slayer and Anthrax. So they're continuing along, but there is no more Mayhem Fest. That's over, and now Slipknot is going to do a bunch of headlining dates of their own with some direct support. Uh, down in Manhattan again, we have the Summer Slaughter Tour for 2012, and that's going to be hitting Irving Plaza. Now that is going to be a monster show. Let me tell you who's playing. You have Cannibal Corpse headlining with Between the Buried and Me. Uh, the Faceless, Periphery, Veil of Maya, Job for a Cowboy, Goat Whore, Exhumed, and Cerebral Boar. They are going to have special guests to be announced in each city, and uh, some of these bands will include The Contortionist, Rings of Saturn, Fallujah, and more. Now, uh, this is a very early starting show, so those of us who have to work, 
Uh, we'll not get to see it from the beginning, but we could catch it a little bit afterwards. Uh, it starts at about 2 p.m. at Irving Plaza, and uh, each band will be on and off faster than you can blink an eye. Uh, good tour if you like uh, a number of those bands. Thursday, possibly one of the busiest days I have seen in a long time. You have uh, the B-52s of all bands are back and touring again, and they will be over at Irving Plaza. Uh, Origin is at St. Vitus Bar in beautiful Greenpoint, Brooklyn, and they will be playing with uh, Malignancy and Pyron, along with a few other local openers. Uh, if you've not been to St. Vitus Bar yet, you want to definitely go there. It's a good place. I want to go back. Uh, me and Mikey had a great time watching uh, a couple of bands a few months ago. Uh, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts are at MCU Park, and that is a free uh, concert. I guess it's not really MCU Park. It's like right next to it or something. I really don't know how they... Oh, that's um, um, the uh, band. Yeah, they call it the band... Um, the parking lot. Yeah, it's the band Parking Lot. It's actually East Twenty um, First Street, East Twenty First Street, and South. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, this is this is the stuff that used to be at the Asser Levy Park, and they moved all these shows over to uh, right. this uh, space. Uh, Gojira will be over at Santos Party House, and as you remember, Gojira was on the tour with Lamb of God and Death Clock, but that tour had been canceled due to uh, Randy Blythe's imprisonment in uh, Czech Republic. Uh, but now Randy is free, and dates will need to be made up. Uh, otherwise, we'll be playing over at the studio at Webster Hall, and uh, they will be joined by Janice and Redline Chemistry. And that's a pretty good show for like some standard alt-hard rock. The... Uh, the band Journey will be back at Jones Beach Theater on Friday, and they will bring along Pat Benatar and Neil Giraldo, along with Loverboy as their support. Loverboy is back and recording a new album full of their classic numbers. Uh, everybody's doing these reissues with new versions of their old stuff, and one has to wonder if that is the current trend. Uh, and as always, summertime means Rubik's Cube is over at the Canal Room and they will be doing a set of material for every one of their fans, and that is a good time, definitely a good time. And that's all I got for the week, and remember, folks, you can always follow what we're doing on Piercing Metal over on our Facebook page by just going facebook.com slash piercingmetal, giving us a like, or following us on Twitter by following at piercingmetal, and that's what I got. So how cool is it that Mr. Randy Blythe is out of uh, prison from the Czech Republic and uh, right, in right. in the states. Right. Back, welcome, uh, welcome very nice, very nice, Kenny. Welcome uh, home, sanitarium. And, and yeah, thank I mean, you for he, your update. He's thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. He's not out of the woods yet, like everybody oh. has said, but he is back home. And uh, so let's see what happens. You know, uh, let's hope that this whole issue gets resolved, and uh, they realize that he was not responsible for the kid's death. Well, I'm exactly. glad that uh, a few metal bands are uh, going to uh, curb their tours over there, I heard. Yeah, I there's, on, uh, uh, and Terror on the did that so yeah. far. And Terror's more of a hardcore band, right? No? Yeah, yeah. Right, Mike? I think so. I'm, I'm listening to you guys, but I'm just trying really hard oh, to connect this number. I thought I had it, but I guess I didn't have it. <laughs> well, as long as they, you know, stay in solidarity, you know? 
Yeah. Well, it's a, it's important it's important for that to happen, you know. I mean, but uh, again, the problem is not with the fans of the of uh, of no, uh, the bands. It's the, the the judicial system, and you know, uh, it's it's well, not it's here. It's up to so. the fans to open their mouth, and the venues to open their mouth, and the promoters to say to go to local government, hey, calm down, you know, the accidents happen, and uh, you know, you can't, you know, you can't. Uh, Overreact if that's the right word. I don't know if that's the right word. That's true. That's true. So now, ha- has anybody else picked up the New Testament, or did I just get it myself this uh, the other day? I mean, I'm, I, just, I'm, I just heard a few songs. I, I just heard a few songs, and I heard them over here on the radio show, and I couldn't wait to pick it up. They they actually had this at Best Buy for seven seven ninety nine or something. Oh, that's great. So okay. I mean, I haven't seen a. Part of me just had to buy it purely because the CD was 7.99. I don't remember yeah, ever. I don't remember paying 7.99 for a CD ever. <laughs> so yeah, uh, unless it was a cutout or a, unless know. it was a cutout. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, and there's some other cool stuff coming out. I mean, I don't know if you guys are interested in knowing, but the band Saga has a new album out, and they're a prog rock band, of course. Wow, check that but out. But they yeah. they have a new one, and I'm just looking through my um my stack of recent things and. Uh, Two more, two more Twisted Sister uh, reissues came out, and it looks like the live, the live at Hammersmith and the the second um, Club Days disc wow. came out. Yeah. Now, now it looks like Twisted Sister will now have every single album out in a remastered format on uh, Armory Records now. So, uh, good time to get yourself uh, Twisted Sister stuff. And I was telling Mike this last week, and I don't know uh, if I really brought it up on on. Online, but uh, as you know, the the Anvil remasters have been coming out. Yeah, yeah. Now I, now I don't know if I heard this correctly, but it they started out with I guess it was uh, pound for pound, um, worth the weight, something like that. Uh, the ones that are like the fourth, fifth, and sixth album, and it looks like every one of them is out except the first three. And I've heard rumblings, and please, people, correct me if I am wrong in this. It's, it doesn't seem like the first three are going to come out, <laughs> and that's that's making my head spin because that's the those are the ones I really want. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want. Not you know, not yeah. Hey. I mean, you know, nothing against uh, nothing against Anvil at no, all, but uh, those not. those three those first three albums they just defines the band right there. I mean, come that on. defines the band, and it makes me think back to when I was years yeah. old. You know. <laughs> Now and and my uh, can I bring this up too, Mikey, or you're or you're ready for me? Or to you nah, keep going because I, I can't get through. He'll cut I, you off when he's when he's. Ready. He's gonna just <laughs> hang up on me. Oh, <laughs> and then we were the boom, you know. <laughs> um, it's it's finally on Netflix, and I don't know how many people got to see this yet because it was in it was part of the Sundance Film Festival, uh, but the the last days here documentary which is about Bobby Liebling of uh, Pentagram is now on Netflix and uh, and able to be purchased on DVD and I haven't seen it in any of the stores yet and I was I did do some shopping uh, for discs and uh, and video the other day but I happened to catch it on Netflix and I put it on I I gotta tell you if you're a fan of any of these metal documentaries you gotta watch this one it's it's I'm not gonna ruin any plot for you but there's parts of it that make you say Holy crap! This guy's alive, you know. I mean, it's yeah. it's just so so intense uh, and and visible on his uh, 
the damage that the drugs uh, did to him. And then, uh, and like the guy, the guy who uh, is very much featured in the documentary, this guy named Pellet, he's, he works over at Season of Mist Records, and he believed in uh, the music of Pentagram and wanted to help bring it to a larger audience again. It had been in the underground uh, for far too long, and, you know, if you loved it, you loved it, but everybody else wasn't hearing about it because you couldn't find anything. It was out of print, and, you know, they weren't recording any new music. But uh, he helped get that, uh, get this guy back on track, and uh, and uh, it's just a powerful film, man. I mean, it's... Uh, you, you just you just look at the guy and you go, holy mackerel, you know, holy crap. So, but it's incredible, uh, right? It, it is, it is, and uh, it, it actually left me wanting to get more Pentagram in my collection. You know, I mean, uh, that was definitely a band. You, you listen to a lot of these riffs and you say, wow, you know, this this possibly could have been one of the biggest biggest metal bands of the of the 70s. I mean, it was in that. It was in that pocket that we got uh, that we got from Sabbath, you know. And yeah. It just, and it just kept going. So. Well, let's oh. see if we get through. I don't know. Hang on. If we do, I apologize, Kenny. We're it's cutting okay. off. It sounds like Pink Floyd's The Wall. Hello. Hello. Rob, hi, this is Mike from Heavy Metal Mayhem. How are you? How are you doing? Great. I'm, I'm sorry. To, it, it took us literally 35 minutes to try to connect to the show. Oh my goodness! Sorry. I apologize. I I know it was getting late, and I didn't want to wake you up. It's just that with all this technology, I think we would have been better with paper cups and a string. <laughs> Crikey. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, well, I do apologize. It was a little later than I expected, uh, Rob, but I'm glad I still have you up. Not a problem at all. Oh, it's great to have you on here, Rob. And I tell you, I go back with the band from the very beginning. I'm glad that you're still active. You're still doing it. And the Tigers have a brand new record coming out. Call ambush real soon. Well, hey, we do. Yes, it, it's um, uh, it, it'll be our, our, our I think I think I'm right to say our eighth student. Um, so it, we're all very excited about it. It's uh, it, it's um, it, it, every, everything is just right about it. Everything is just absolutely spot on. Yeah, the, the band seems to be real solid right now. Uh, everything seems to be going well. But I remember going back to the earlier days. You guys came out at a time when the scene was like kind of just developing. All these bands were just starting up for the first time. Bands like Motorhead, Saxon, yourself, Sweet Savage. I mean, too many bands to name. Did you did you kind of like notice that there was something cooking back then that was going to happen and that was going to be big, or was it just a whole bunch of guys doing what they could to write their music and get out there and play? Do you know, um, I, I think what happened was um, we, we, we were just coming out of the, out of the punk thing and um, uh, there was quite a few bands um, were uh, playing a, a more mainstream uh, kind of hard rock uh, and there, there were four bands really that, that were doing it and there was, uh, there was um, Saxon, there was Def Leppard there was Iron Maiden, and there was ourselves, um, the Tigers, which which were the four the four big players at the time. And there was a guy called Jeff Barton, who was a journalist, still is, um, and used to write for uh, Sounds um, music, music paper. Yeah. And he he actually um, was uh, listening to to to, to, oh, right, to, to, uh, to 
songs that were playing at, at that time. And he actually came up with his expression, new wave of British heavy metal. And um, kind of kind of um, labeled the, uh, the pigeonhole, if you like, with this title. And um, but people um, people like a pigeonholing um, because it gives them a place where they can identify, you know, a particular genre of music. Sure. Um, people don't seem to be able to to, to, to handle something that's, uh, that's that, that doesn't belong, if you like. So, so Jeff actually actually created. Uh, the name which, which which created the movement, and it was a great movement at that, and you know, and, and it's still revered up till today. And you guys went at it for a whole bunch of years. I remember it was like maybe eighty three, eighty four, and then we didn't hear nothing from the Tigers for quite a while. Uh, I, I know everybody says, oh, there are frictions within band members; they don't get along. But I hear more and more often how record labels and management, you know, tear bands apart just from the demands and the direction they want them to go in. Is that sort of what happened with you guys? Around eighty-three, eighty-four. Um, well, yeah. Um, what actually happened was on, after after Cage came out um, in eighty-two, um, we we actually wrote a fifth album. Um, the album was the album was going to be called um, Square One, and I remember. Um, we were very proud of proud of, of this new album. Took it to MCA. Um, it was played in the boardroom with uh, our manager was there and the, the, the senior members of, of, of MCA record company. And uh, when you know when the dust settled after after the last track it played, um, uh, one of them piped up and said, "Hey, this is very good." Um, We've got a few songs which uh, which we would like you to play, um, and they'll buy other songwriters. Now, uh, we we kind of thought, why why should we be recording other people's songs when we're quite capable of writing our own songs? Bearing in mind Wildcat, which, which I wrote in, in you know, virtually in its entirety, um, charted um, in the British, you know, the national British charts at thirteen. Spelled on our second album, charted at 18. And this is not a specialized chart we're talking about. We're talking about the ordinary British chart. So here you've got, for example, Wildcat, uh, with these, these, these four guys with, with you know, long hair. Um, in, in, the, in the same chart, you've got the likes of Michael Jackson, of Earth, We Need Fire, of Gloria Gaynor, and these people are all behind us. We are, we're actually ahead of them in the you know in the music chart. Yeah. So with, with, with that with that kind of um, uh, achievement going on, um, we thought, why on earth would we want to record other people's songs? And um, whether it was a, a clever thing or, or a stupid thing, um, we um, we walked out of the boardroom and um, told MCA to. Um, Stick it with the sun, no shade. <laughs> and we actually, uh, at, at that point, we actually walked away from, um, uh, you know, a major record deal uh, and a major label. Yeah, I guess it was the only way to kind of save yourselves or save the band at that time, you know, based on what they wanted. And I, I always found it amazing that a record label 
signs you based on the music you write and what they heard because they feel there's something there. And then once they get you, they want to change it to write music that's completely opposite of what they signed you for. It's, it's an amazing thing when you when you think about it. Um, an amazing thing and quite a sad thing, really. Yeah. But, um, the, 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 they were able to change the goalposts uh, quite so quite so drastically. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's amazing what they demand and, and and how it falls apart so quickly. But you know, during your time off from Tigers, I, I know you had Sergeant going and Tiger Tiger for a little while. Uh, and yeah, I know you guys wrote music, but nothing ever came out with that. Do you think maybe one day you know we'll see something from that? Um, probably don't. No, uh-huh. um, I, I, I still have um, both of those products, but I think they're probably um, they'll probably stay, um, you know, in the drawer underneath the bed. Um, oh, okay. I, I can't, I, 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 at the moment, um, I can't ever see a time where you know that they'll be uh, they'll be coming out. Oh, okay, I got that. But you know what? You do have tigers back together again. You've been putting out albums, you know, pretty decently since 2001 with with Mystico, and the band just seems to have taken on a whole new life. It's it's become a harder and heavier band, uh, more in tune to everything that's going on today. And now with Ambush, I haven't heard it yet. I'm still waiting for my copy to come. But if if it's anything like you guys have been putting out before that or Animal Instinct, I'm sure it's going to be an amazing record. And you, do you feel good about the lineup today? You know, these guys have been in the band a long time, some of them, ten years or better, and it seems pretty cohesive right now. Uh, well, well, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> um, the longest-standing member of 33 years. It was. A, it, I, I have to put my hand up and say yeah. I, I'm responsible for for, for for the whole thing. You know, sorry, sorry everybody. Um, it was my. <laughs> it was yeah. my fault. Um, but yeah, the, the, this. Um, last year we um, we, we uh, had to. Um, bid farewell to Brian West, who was um, the bass player, uh, the longest-serving bass player in the band. Um, I've been with us just over ten years uh, through his uh, his other work commitments, um, and um, the, the new boy um, in the band is uh, is a guy called um, Gaff, who actually. Um, Came out to Germany when when uh, the band was first put back together again in 
Yeah, I guess all that pressure from the early days, especially when you're younger and you're just getting into the business and you're trying to learn the business end of it and still write music, there's got to be a lot of pressure on where today, you know, you've been there, done that, you know it, and it's all about having a good time now and, you know, getting out there and just playing for your fans. Very much so. Very much so. Um, And the operation, uh, it's run like a a family. Um, We all all look out for each other. and it's not. It's not. Back in the early days, it was kind of you know, every man for himself, or indeed every boy for himself. Um, now it's, as I say, it's, it's you know, it's we're family. Um, you know, we're, we're all brothers, and it's just metaphorically speaking, of course, um, and it's just so much better. That's a good thing, and it shows in the music, and you can hear it in, in the sound of the band today. I know you guys just played not long ago. I'm not going to keep you wrong, because I know it's getting late over there. It took me forever to connect you, and I do apologize for that. But the new record's coming out. What's coming up for the band, you know, in the immediate future, you know, by the end of the year? What do you guys have lined up? Um, we, we, we've done uh, uh, quite a lot of shows this year. Um in sort of uh, in our recent tag of history um, having just done we did Sweden Rock um, we've uh, just come back from some of his shows in Spain and the festival um, just yesterday um, we did um, uh, three shows uh, Leeds the middle show uh, was the Cambridge Rock Festival which was um, absolutely tremendous uh, and before that was um, Birmingham. And coming up, we've got um, a show in Cardiff, uh, the Upton Rock Festival. Um, and then we finish off with a festival in France. That sounds great, man. Rob, I'm going to let you go back to bed, man. I apologize for, for getting your soul late. Hey, not a problem. I do appreciate you taking out the time you. tonight, man. And the best of luck uh, with uh, Ambush. And, and, you know, and the, all, all your listeners... Um, uh, you know, who tune into the show? Um, you know, it, it, the the the, uh, the the album is coming out um, initially, uh, and, and it's it, it, we're getting pretty thin on the on the uh, the opening offer, if you like, uh, the opening gambit, which is which is what they call a fan pack, which is a, it's like it's like a a box, like a mini box set. Yeah. Um, in in in, in English pounds, it's 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 about thirteen pounds. Uh, so I don't know what they quick to in dollars, but for, for that you get this box, black box with a with, with a name blazoned in kind of like a, a a silver metal on it. You get a plectrum, you get the album, you get a lyric sheet, you get uh, the, um, the original artwork, post postcard with the original artwork, and there's all sorts of stuff on it. So the, the new record company, um, Rock Sector Records, are uh, uh, and making a huge effort uh, to, to try and, to try and deliver, um, you know, value for money for, uh, for this, um, and it it looks and sounds absolutely tremendous. It, it sounds, and you know what, thirteen pounds here is like nineteen dollars, twenty dollars for us, and that's well worth it to get a package like that with the new album in it. And you know, everybody should go out and buy it and forget about downloading it. Just get that that nice package with the box; it's well worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Rob. Thank you very much, buddy. I appreciate you taking the time out there. And once again, I apologize. Not a problem at all. Thank you very much indeed, sir. Thank you, Rob. Take care. See you soon. Goodbye, everybody. You got it. Good night.
Good night. All right, there was Rob Ware from Tigers of Pantang. I'm sorry we had so many problems tonight. He's even trying to get that going. I don't know what the hell happened to you. I mean, nothing was connecting. I, I, you know, you, we do a lot of over call, uh, overseas phone calls. We have a lot of guests on from England and other places. We never have a problem connecting. This all has to be related to whatever's going on in the BTR site tonight. Because, oh, it has to be, yeah. Yeah. We weren't able to. Uh... We could, yeah, because usually you just put a conference call in and we have no trouble connecting, right. especially with the Skype. But it just seems like everything is uh, that can go wrong is going wrong tonight. But we are up and running now, even though it looks like 90% of the people left <laughs> the chat room and they probably couldn't hear anything for the first 15 minutes. But usually it records here on BTR, even if it's not broadcasting out. Yeah. It usually records, so I won't be able to know until after the show. I hope it did, because if not, i got to go in and do some editing and, and add in some songs to fill up that dead air time. Okay, that sounds cool. Whew. All right. I hate when shit goes wrong like this. You, you, you're running around trying to get everything working, that you don't have time to actually talk, but you know we got him up. You can hear he was in bed. Yeah, <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? All right, let me see what we got here. Well, Mike Yusuf from Prime Evil is going to be calling in in about 20 minutes or so. And at least I know we're connected now, and we'll have no problem with that. We'll get some music on. But I know we got to do our demolition segment. Uh, we did our Carl's Metal pick for the month. Uh, hopefully it went through. It was Iron Savior's Gorga. And you know what we got for our demolition segment today, T? What do you got? Americans. Remember those guys? Sure. Yeah, I think they were out of Brooklyn back in the day, weren't they? Brooklyn or Jersey? I I thought it was Brooklyn. Maybe it's a uh, Brookline, Massachusetts. I don't. I I could I could have saw it from Brooklyn. It was the two brothers, the, the Margary brothers, the singer and the uh, I believe the guitar player were brothers. Uh, who they had had Walt Whitman was he was he on bass, or was he the writer? Walt Whitman, he is a writer, yeah. Yeah, Walt Woodward, I think it was. Walt Woodward the third. Dan Spitz was in the band. Right, right. Dan or Dave Spitz. I'm sorry, Dave Spitz. Dave Spitz, Dave, Dan's the older brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were pretty good, but a lot of people didn't care for them. Uh, and nobody really was a, like a big fan of this, but all of a sudden there's like a resurgence in America because I saw three like uh, bootlegs come out by uh, some record company. Really? I, I don't, I don't want to say the bootlegs. I think they're actually legit records that the band had a hand in, but they've re-released like all the roll songs, unreleased songs. Uh, wow. It's like three full records, I believe. Each one has a different name to it, but I dug up their first demo tape from my collection, and outside of uh, On the Proud, nothing else on here is on any of those bootlegs. So it's a pretty rare demo tape. The sound quality is real crappy. I mean, I try to fix it and boost it the best I can for the show, Yeah. but it's just an old tape. I believe it's from like 82 or something. Yeah, so it, was, the uh, spot. it was Brookline, Massachusetts. Okay, all right. It was something. Yeah, Gerald uh, Gerard de Margai was on guitar. PJ yeah. de Margai was vocals. Walt Woodward the third drummer. on drums, and Greg Smith on bass. That was the last lineup. I'm sorry. Yeah, because Dave members Smith was on with bass. Dave Spitz, yeah. Nick Sadeo, Red Forrester, right. Red Forrester. Wow. Wow. See, that's a uh, Mark, to come Mark, in, I guess after Mark afterwards. White. Mike Mark White. Okay. That name looks familiar. And Paul Camarada. That name looks familiar too. It might have been some local band. A lot of those guys are New Yorkers, so I'm Yeah, a lot of these white. guys went on to be in either uh in I can't Rabbit. hear you. Your mic is under the the thing again. I'm sorry. It's some okay. Of these guys went on to uh 
being Black Sabbath, Impentalia, Impen- what's his name, the guitar player? Oh, Mike Impelitari. Impelitari, White yeah. Lion, and Great White. Not bad. Pretty good. That, that yeah. might have been Dance, just Dance Spitz, I think. I think it was Dave. Oh, Dave Spitz, sorry. Yeah, Dance Spitz was his brother and after that. Oh, he me, yeah. It's one of those shows today, man. Everything is going wrong. I we're, know, we're a little... Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe it's the heat we're having here in New York. I don't know, the humidity. Oh, the humidity is too terrible, man. Make it a stupider than usual. Who the hell knows? Maybe I think we're going to have to scrap this whole show and re-record it. Well, let's see it. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some Americade going, and we'll see. Maybe it'll. That's right. All right. Well, head over to the block spot, download yourself a copy. I know the quality is crappy, but it's a pretty rare demo tape. So you know, head there and download it. This is so called running scared.
Talking about the New Testament before, so I think I got something on off the dark roots of the earth. That was Man Kills Mankind. It's a great record, man. Every song kind of has a different life of its own. Yeah. You know, nothing sounds like, no song sounds like the same as the other. They've got a different vibe going for everything. It kind of encompasses a little bit of, you know, Testament from album to album from the beginning always had like a different sound going on. This kind of is a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's definitely old, a lot of old school sounds. Yeah, it's, it's a good album. It really is. It really is. Uh, but let me see what we got here. About 10, we got Mike calling in a few minutes. Hopefully that'll work. <laughs> so uh, let me see. We got, I, I know I have to get one song on. What do I have here? Uh, this is a band called Vaz Metal. Uh, Maury Vaz was on the show a couple of years back. Uh, he was in a band called uh, Veins Iced Over. They're a pretty good metal outfit out of Florida. Uh, now he's got Vaz Metal going. And they wrote a song about Vakken, the open air festival. I figure since it was this weekend, uh, maybe we'll get that song on. How does that sound? All right, right after that, I'll see what the time looks like, and maybe we'll go right into some Primeval, and uh, we should be ready for Mike right after that. So this is Vaz Metal. The song's called Vakken, and I haven't heard it myself yet. He just sent it to me, so I'm going to listen to it for the first time, too. Wow. The year was 
you go. That was Vaz Metal, brand new, Vakin, song they wrote about the festival, which is going on this weekend. Tell you, I got Mike on the phone from Primeval. Hopefully, we can tap dance our way out of Jackass Alley, man, because everything's been fucking going downhill today with this show. All right. Hopefully, I didn't disconnect the mic. Let me see. Hey, Mike, do I still have you there? Hey, man, I'm here. What's happening? Hey, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm glad we got you on, at least. I had nothing but trouble the first hour of the show. Yeah, well, so far, things are so good, huh? Yeah, not bad. I tell you, all this technology sucks. I think things work better with a with an old cassette player and a landline. Yeah, two cans of uh, two cans and a string, right? Yeah, I said that before. <laughs> you never had a problem back then. But hey, look, I'm glad I have you on here. I've been a big fan of the band, Mike, going way back to the first demo tape back in '87. I've been following you guys ever since, and I'm glad you put it back together. Wow. Well, thank you, man. That's awesome. I'm I'm really honored to be here. Uh, it's great to have you on, and you know, like I said, I remember getting that first demo tape. I remember you recorded that at Electric Reel Studio up in Pleasant Plain. I think you think Andy was working there at the time. Uh, that's correct. Yeah, he was doing an internship there. Yeah, and uh, I got that tape. I was like, wow, this is some great shit. And then a couple more demos came out, and then the band disappeared. And back then, you know, without the internet, we had no way of knowing what was going on, what happened to you guys. What did happen after you recorded those couple of demo tapes? Uh, well, we, like you said, we recorded our first demo, uh, first official demo, and released it in 87. Uh, we did a follow-up to that in 88 with the Manifestation. Yeah. Um, we played a ton of gigs um, for a couple years, uh, opened up for a lot of national acts, uh, before we put out our third demo uh, in 1990. Uh, that demo was able to get us uh, a deal with Ed Forstein and Joe Pupo of Rage Records, and released a seven-inch, two songs off of that demo, uh, Terminal Dementia and Global Degradation as a red seven-inch. Uh, it did pretty well, hit the CMJ charts for a while. Um, the following year, in 93, we released the other two songs from the industry demo, which was Artificial Intelligence and Redemption. Uh, yeah. That was on a compilation album, uh, Growing Deaf Entertainment putting out. Um, at that point that was pretty much uh the end for primeval uh i think we were pretty much stuck in the middle of you know the scene had gone really completely death metal um or you know um sell out metal commercial metal whatever yeah. Yeah. you know and we were kind of stuck in the middle and and we wanted to stay true to ourselves uh not having to lean towards either you know we wanted to write what we wanted to write and play and and stay true to ourselves um it just wasn't happening at that point. So, uh, you know, we, instead of trying to change or do something different, we decided it would be best just to leave it where it's at. Yeah, uh, it was a rough time. Uh, you know, heading into the 90s, you know, by 92, 93, it was, there, was no, there was no scene for us. Everything was gone, and I, I, I could see where you guys are coming from. But did you guys consider yourselves to be a death metal band from the very beginning? No, death metal wasn't even a term when we started. Um, the first term uh, that was really used for what we were playing was thrash metal. Yeah. You know, at that point you had uh, bands like Overkill in Jersey and, and Anthrax in New York just coming up. Um, you know, we that, you know we had started back in '84, and um, we really didn't do anything until really Andy hit the band in '85. Um, uh, we changed our name to Primeval in 86, and it wasn't until probably 87 when the term death metal started coming out, and, you know, we can thank uh, the great, great death. death for that, you know. Yeah. 
That's true. Because I, I remember reading a couple of reviews before you came on. I was like, oh, death metal back when they. I'm like, but you know, I, I don't recall that. You know, the, the music even having that kind of sound back then. It was always like great thrash to me. And you know, the new record, uh, Evolution, encompasses a little bit of, you know, of, of everything on there. And when I listen to it, I'm like, I'm like, damn, there are bands that are in their twenties today that are writing real, you know, thrash and death metal, and they don't even put out the half the energy that you guys have put out on this record after like, you know. All these years in the business, it's incredible. Like you know, the stamina you guys still have. Oh, thanks. We appreciate that. Um, we put a lot of time into it. You know, um, this has the reason why the name Evolution is. It really has been an evolution of of what we've been up to in the past twenty years. Um, this is where we would be had we kept putting stuff out. Um, and, and yeah, it does encompass a lot of things because. As you get older, your tastes grow. As more music comes into the scene, you you can start, you know, choosing and picking what what you like. And and we we've had, you know, definitely different influences and newer influences since 1992. You know, right, definitely. Well, it was what 10, 12 years ago that you put the thing back together. And I know the Unearth compilation came out. How'd you get involved with, with the Kings, King Fowley? Um, well, Mary was actually uh, brokering the whole deal, and it started two years previous. Uh, the first two demos were going to be released on on vinyl through a, a record company. I don't I don't even recall the name, but um, that went on for a long time and it wound up falling through. Uh, then somebody wanted to uh, release, I think, the latter four songs uh, on vinyl. Uh, that fell through. So we had all these masters, um, and in the meantime, um, one of our our first drummers, Tad Leger had done this uh, beautiful spread, you know, all this artwork and everything, this whole layout. And uh, we had all this fr- product sitting there. Um, Mary, you know, we've known King for, since back, you know, from the beginning. And uh, he was doing Battle Zone Records, and Mary asked, you know, is this something you, you'd be interested in doing? And, uh, and yeah, <laughs> it, it was. So, uh, so that's how, how that got together. And it was, it was really cool of him to do. Um, and it kind of still kind of lit the fire up again you know and and there were thoughts going on at that time of possibly you know 10-year reunion but it's it still wasn't time yet you know yeah well now is definitely the time but when you did put it back together you had the original lineup uh intact for a little bit uh we had the classic lineup um the classic one, yeah yeah where we had for the most amount of time i'd have to say um probably what everybody remembers us most for um and probably who had the most to do with you know, with everything Primeval was about at that time. So, um, yeah, we were we were able to do that um, amazingly. Um, you know, the skies opened up, stars aligned, um, fires of hell started raging, whatever, man. But uh, we were able to do it for a short time. Um, and we didn't want that time to end. None of us did. So, uh, you know, we started continuing as one dropped off one by one. Um, it did make it a little bit more difficult. Uh, but the fire that, like I said, that had been ignited, at least in, in me and Andy, um, wasn't going to be put out. That's great. But when you, now you go to put another lineup together. Do you find it difficult finding people, you know, that have the same vision as you guys and, you know, the same musical direction that you want to go in today and that are going to be, you know, somewhat committed to sticking around and playing, especially because you want to find people, I guess, within your own area so you can get together to rehearse? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, we went through all of that, actually, since... From January to June, um, we went through two different lineups uh, from 
and that's not even including the classic lineup. So, uh, yeah, it, it took a while. We were actually even jamming with a guy from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um, but that was just too far for us to get everything together, you know, the way we needed to. Um, we were lucky enough to find a drummer that uh, actually lives a couple miles from me, so we've been jamming and writing a lot. Um, Billy Wasweiler, he's from uh, young. He's a young guy from the band in Darkest Days, and uh, it's been great. I mean, we've been moving faster than ever. You know, this is like prime evil on high octane. Right. So uh, it's pretty amazing. And and yeah, when Gary left, uh, we actually weren't sure what we were going to do. Whether we were going to stay, you know, just keep one guitar, or actually bring somebody else in. And uh, we were approached by a good friend, uh, an old friend, uh, Steve Levin from the band Rooms of Ruin, who happens to be an excellent lead player, and he heard what we were, you know, the new stuff, and he loved it and wanted to be a part of it, and and really, all their, you know, their emotion, everything that they, you know, that we want to do, they're into doing, I mean, I don't think we've brought anything up that anyone said, well, well, maybe, you know, they've been all like, you know, hell yeah, let's do it, so yeah. it, it's been great with the attitude and the new energy, and, uh, and not to forget, uh, Will Will Escalano from the Coptic Engorgement is playing bass for us as well, and he's just an amazing oh, cool. musician, man. He, he's an amazing musician, one of the one of the best basses I've ever played with. So, yeah, this lineup fell in together quick. I mean, we knew within two weeks we were almost playing uh, our full live set, so <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Yeah, you can feel it when it's working all right. And, and if anything did go wrong, you could probably call Paul Kapinski, whatever his name was, back into the pool for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if he could uh, take time off from his restaurant. He's, he's got a great business going on. But, um, but yeah, wouldn't mind playing with that guy again. <laughs> <laughs> That's always good. But I, I, I guess I'm glad you guys got this thing going. How, how, do, you, how do you look at the scene today? Because I guess, like the, we said earlier, the pressure is off like of what you wanted to achieve back in the 80s. Is it more laid back now where you can just like, actually enjoy Going out there and playing, not worry so much about you know the business end of it and, and moving along with it. Yeah, Mike, you're absolutely right, man. That's exactly how it is. You know, it's like uh, we can take it at our pace. Um, you know, if we want to go full steam ahead, uh, we we definitely have the opportunity to do that. Um, if we want to take it at, at a mid-level pace or, or whatever we can we can handle, you know, uh, most of us have uh, careers, uh, good careers, good jobs. So and and we all have family to take care of, you know. So it's we're not those twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two-year-old kids anymore, sure. um, fighting, you know, fighting to eat and just having to take care of ourselves. Uh, we've got a lot more people involved, but it's, dude, it's it's been the most fun it's ever been, without a doubt. Yeah, and and, and the scene is great for you know the people from. In our genre, from from our age, from you know, from our decades, man, they're just as cool as they were then, and and just as much into helping. Um, you know, there's no more tape trading going on, so everybody's True. doing it in other ways. You know, um, yeah. promoting on Facebook, going to shows, which is probably you know the most important. So, yeah, it, it's uh, we've had a lot of fun, no doubt. You know, and and it shows with a lot of bands too, because like when that pressure is off and they can enjoy it more, it relays back to the audience. Because you know we're all in our forties and fifties now, and you know what? I've never given up on the music I grew up with and loved. People like you know, since I could strike a midnight in nineteen ninety, everybody just abandoned all sorts of metal, and they just moved on to the next thing. I never gave up on it. Not that I never liked anything afterward, but I never gave up on what I loved, and I always supported it and kept with it. And that's why, like, I love it when I see you guys get back and you write new music. And the new music 
is is even better than the older stuff, which I thought was great. And it's just like an amazing feeling. You put that album on, I'm like, oh man, this just sounds like the old days, just like turned up to you know twenty. <laughs> and it's just fantastic, man. And, and I love that I see you guys out there doing it. I mean, I know you just played recently. What do you guys got coming up uh, in the immediate future? Uh, we are playing September 15th at St. Vitus in Brooklyn with Durketta and Deceased. Um, that's going to be a great show, man. Uh, uh, oh, that's going to be killer. Yeah. Uh, the next show we have uh, is going to be up at a Day of Death up in Buffalo, which is, again, hands down going to be an awesome show. And uh, there's something in the end of January, I think, uh, happening again down in Brooklyn. Um I know uh, us and Malignancy and Grim Legion, uh, Midnight Hellion. Uh, I'm not sure who else. I think October 31st. That's going to be a killer show, too. Can't wait to play with all them guys, man. Yeah, I'm going to come see you guys at St. Vitus. It's not too far from me. And, uh, it's a nice little place over in Brooklyn. Uh, it's getting a good reputation over there, joint. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, it, it's got a, got a great rep, uh, especially in the underground. They put, they put on good shows, so yeah. um, it's, a, it's a great place to see it see a show and and that's awesome appreciate you coming out definitely uh, i'd definitely be there for that don't worry about it especially september <laughs> but uh you know we're talking about the name of the band primeval i don't know if you know but tony dolan from from used to be in venom and adam craft they started a band called primeval a little while ago i know they had some problems with the name i, I don't know if it was you guys that requested that they uh change it because you had it first and it was not a not known as empire of evil is that what happened uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, we we have the name trademarked. Um, Andy Andy came up with that name back in in '85. Yeah. Um, you know, and they put out the Primeval album in '89. You know, Primeval's one word actually. Um, the correct spelling of Primeval's one word. Uh, Andy had broken it up into two, uh, changing the A to an I to make it evil. Um, it's not something that was really popular at that time. Um, I know since then a lot of stuff has come up since then, um, you know. But th- that's something that that we've held on to uh, since sure. since '85, and it's ours. And um, you know, those guys could definitely go under any name they wanted to. You know, we couldn't. That 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 is what identifies who we are. So of course, you know, we 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 did. We politely asked them if uh, if they would stop using it because we were back together. We plan on releasing new stuff and, um, you know, <laughs> we're not dead yet. So and that's important. Well, they did change the name, so I guess it'll work out well in the end. And Yeah. And you know, they're, they're doing great and, um, we're enjoying where we are. So I, um, I hope everybody's happy. Um, yeah, I'm sure they are. You know what? The way you say it's great. You write a letter saying, Hey, you know, drop a reactive and you know, and you work it out and you make it happen. I think that's fantastic. Instead of having to go to like these, you know, lawyers and channels and going to court, and it's good to just be gentlemen about it. And, and you know, and you guys do have the right to the name. You've been using it for, I still only know, twenty five plus years. Yeah, uh, it's been a while. I can't even count that high. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and who's got the money for that anyway? And who wants to do that? Who wants to slow everything down? You know. Um, so yeah, it was it was great. Definitely gentlemanly all the way. And that's a good thing. So, like, Mike, how do you look at the scene today compared to back then? I mean, there's been, there's been drastic changes, you know, with the way we get the music from the MP3s and the downloads to pretty much, you know, most of the mid-level record companies kind of falling apart and the major ones not even interested in anything anymore, unless, you know, it's like Nicki Minaj or some shit like that, you know, and they kind of all want you to come in. 
like with everything already done, they want you to have already recorded your record. They want you to do your own promotion. It just basically become distributors if you're even lucky to get them to do that. I mean, how did you go about putting out this new record? Um, well, pretty much, you know, with the idea that we were going to do it all ourselves. Um, we weren't going to try to rely on, on any type of record deal or any record company. And, and who knew if any would be, anybody would be interested anyway. You know, we were doing this for us. Yeah. Um, and, and so we were going to put it out for us and, and do the best that we could at, could at it. Um, this actually started back in November of 2011. Uh, we've gone through a couple times, uh, like I said, with uh, a few different lineups, starting with the classic lineup. And it kept getting pushed back, but uh, word got out, and a uh, great guy uh, from Inferno Records, Fab, heard about it and um, was interested. Um, at that point, we already had it recorded, and so there was a finished product for him to listen to, and, and he was into it, and he wanted to put it out, and we were we were more than happy to let him do it, you know, that really took the headache off of us, like you said, distribution. Yeah. Um, you know, Inferno's got world worldwide distribution. And really, um, we kept on to uh, North American sales over the Internet and um, digital downloads. So that's fine with us. You know, it, there's not a lot of work for us to do. Uh, it made it a ton easier. And uh, we're really happy about it. And, you know, hopefully Inferno's happy about it, too. Yeah, I think everybody who picks up this record is going to be pleasantly surprised the sound is top notch the songs are just completely brutal and in your face not that the old stuff didn't but you know when you're younger and you're recording on a real slim budget you don't get that you know sound quality that you hope for you exactly. hope for the best and but when people hear this i think they're going to be impressed i really think you guys did a fantastic job you know on, on the songs and the production but if you go back to when you first you know decided to put the classic line back together i guess mary todd and gary they they, they couldn't stick around after that um, yeah, actually, it was it was going to be real touchy having all five of us together to begin with. Um, Mary, we were able to convince somehow. I still don't know how to this day because um, she's you know extremely busy. Uh, uh, she works two jobs. She's got you know family she takes care of. So it, it was real tough, and she definitely couldn't put the time into it that everybody else could. Um, you know, but Mary's a top-notch musician and. You know, if she put in half the time that we did, she would be twice as prepared as us, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, we weren't worried about it, and she was. You know, she played those two shows amazingly, um, yeah, probably better than any of us. So, um, but, you know, as far as that, when when we really discussed about getting into the studio and putting the time in and what we had to do, she was, you know, just unfortunately, it hit a time where both her jobs um, kind of doubled her hours, so she was like, pretty much done with a life for about probably six months she said and you know um she gave us her blessing to go ahead and, and continue forward uh same time todd todd hit the same thing with you know he runs his own business and um he had a, he has a young family he's got two very young daughters so um he had to put a lot of time in, into that and primeval just started really it was a train going downhill man with no brakes yeah. And and it was either, you know, all right, hold on or jump off. Um, and me and Andy were holding on while everybody else jumped off, basically. So, And we're still holding on. Yeah, I'm glad you are. You know, I remember when I heard about, you know, the band in the beginning, 
and I found out the bass player was a girl. I was like, holy shit. I mean, that was like unheard of kind of back then for a girl to play that kind of heavy type of music. There were always women in metal and rock, but not to the extent where the music you guys played. I know today, it's you know, you wouldn't even think twice about it. But back then, it was it was kind of a rarity. Um, yeah, it definitely was. Uh, I, you know, the only other girl at that time that I'm aware of is Joe from Bolt Thrower. Um, but, you know, Andy met Mary at a Slayer show, so... Uh, that was an omen, I think, to start with. And when when we met her, she was just like one of us, you know. Shows up in jeans and friggin' Dark Angel t-shirt, and um, you know we had all the same interests. And she was a hell of a bass player, you know. There, there's and she she was awesome on stage, you know. She she could bang harder than anybody. So uh, you know, we walked into a gold mine when we got married, no doubt. And yeah, that was that was something we never wanted to let go. Yeah, it's important. But you know what? You guys do got a, a solid lineup right now, and I think people are still going to be quite impressed. And you know what made me call you to come on the show? I was taking a shit, not that you need to know or anything, but <laughs> I grabbed I always grab my old you know old metal magazines like when I'm going in there, and I grabbed an issue of Metal Meltdown, and you guys had an interview, and that was Andy. They interviewed Andy in the magazine. And I was like, oh, shit. So, you know, I, I got to, I, I heard they got a new record out, so I got to reach out to them and see if I can get them on the show. And I'm glad I was able to get you to come on, Mike, because like I said, I'm a big fan. And to get to talk to you about those old days, everything going on, you know, it's a thrill for me. Well, cool, man. That's awesome. I'm glad, uh, glad you thought of us while you were taking a shit. Yeah, you know, it, it, it comes around. I, it could have been at my dinner table, too, when I was eating, but, you know, I just, I was reading the interview. I was like, why? I mean, I, you know, sometimes you dig up these old magazines and you see these interviews. You're like, wow. That's forgot about it. i got to try to reach out to them. That's cool, um, man. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that. that uh, anytime. And I'm glad that you're on here today. We only got a little bit of time left. I want to get on some music for everybody here. But cool. uh, tell, where can people reach you on the Internet and the best place to buy the record? And I know you already said the show's coming up, and I'll announce them as we get closer for you, too. Cool. I really appreciate that, man. Um, well, our official website is primeevil.net. Um, it's a fan interactive interactive website so it's pretty much it's a lot like facebook um people can leave comments they can share stuff uh they can upload photos if they've got photos you know if they were at a recent show like last friday night um they can upload photos on there which is really cool um but it also links to our facebook page which is facebook.com slash real dot prime dot evil and uh we've got twitter which is at Prime underscore evil underscore NY. Um, the show September 15th, St. Vitus in Brooklyn with Duquette and Deceased. It's going to crush. Uh, anybody in North America, the CD is available now. Uh, you can purchase it off of our website, primeevil.net. Um, outside of North America is going to be through Inferno Records, uh, which is inferno-records.net. And uh, <laughs> thanks, man. I really appreciate this. This, is, this was awesome. Hey, Mike, anytime, man. I'm going to catch you over in uh, St. Vitus in Brooklyn on September 15th, and uh, I treat you to a beer for your long trip down here to the city. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. We'll see you then. All right, Mike. Thanks a lot, buddy. Take care. All right, you too. All right, everybody. Mike Yusuf from Prime Evil. How about we get something on off the brand new album, Evolution? Here's a song called Crucifixion Aftermath.
right, so back-to-back Prime Evil there for you. The first song was off the brand-new record, Evolution. And we followed, that was Crucifixion Aftermath. We followed up with the song off their demo tape, the Manifestation demo from 1988 called Reality's Complete. That's one of my favorite songs by the guys. So I figured I'd get it on. You know, we always play demos on here, Tate. So I figured we'd do it off the demo tape instead of uh, the Unearthed album. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, not bad. Well, we got about 15 minutes left here in the show. Uh, let me see. Uh, hopefully, uh, we won't have any trouble next week because uh, we have Michael Landon from Adrenaline Mob next week, a native Staten Island. Uh, Mike's also got a... Uh, Another band going called Tread, with uh, Rudy Sarzo, AJ Piero, and somebody else is playing in the band. I just can't think of who. I don't. I can't remember who he told me. I don't know. We'll have to find out next week. But uh, don't forget to tune in. Michael Lando from Adrenaline Mob. The week after that, we got Glenn Rogers from Heretic, and we're going to be giving away some of the brand new Heretic CDs this week with some signed guitar picks. So anybody. Uh, who wants a CD, because we don't take a lot of live calls in the show, email me this week, and we'll uh, get it out to you. Tell me, email me, tell me the name of the three different singers the group had in the band, uh, who sang in the band, excuse me, and I'll get you a CD out there, and I'll announce who it is on the live show on the 19th. How's that sound, Dave? That's great, man. Yeah, not bad, right? And naturally, there's one for you and I in there, but uh, we'll give out a couple of those, and I'll also throw in the Death Mask a CD if you answer the question. We'll get that out. And uh, let me see, we got one week left in the month after that. Ah, the 20, uh, what is it, the 25th? We're closing out in August with the 26th? Yeah, the 26th, we got Evan Seinfeld from Biohazard and now Attica 7 and one of the only people that got to stick his dick at Terry Patrick on a nightly basis. Exactly. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's probably a lot of people that did that. <laughs> he's, one, he's one of the regulars. Yeah, so I have to talk to Evan about uh, his days in Damnation. Uh, Biohazard and his porn career. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that should be pretty funny. I know we got Kurt Vanderhoof from Metal Trades. He just hasn't gotten back to me uh, with a date yet. Uh, it was supposed to be this week coming up, but he couldn't make it, so we're waiting on uh, another date. But uh, we got a pretty good month for August. Hopefully, we won't have any troubles, and uh, we'll get through it. Cool. Did yeah. You, uh, happen to notice uh, a storm just passing through? No, no, no. I'm I'm cooped up here in the studio, you know? Yeah, but I think you would hear it against that door. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'd probably feel it. But no, I didn't I didn't hear anything yet. As a matter of fact, uh, my wife just went out a little while ago, and uh, she was wearing her shorts. So uh, maybe it didn't hit this way yet. Maybe it's coming oh, from you cool. up here. But I'm sure we're going to get it. This year we're getting storms today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talk about another storm. Uh, Blaze uh, Bailey, uh, he had to cancel his U.S.-Canada tour for September. Uh, I, I like Blaze as a singer. But I don't think anybody really cares, to be honest with you. Because wow. uh, I wanted to ask Kenny, because Kenny saw him when he played here, I think, in January. Yeah. Or maybe it was uh, a couple of months before that. And he said there was, like, nobody there. He played at BB Kings. Yeah. There was, like, less than 50 people in the place, if even that. And that's probably including the Waze there. Waze doesn't have a big reputation in the no, business. I, like, I was really surprised that he, you know, would, that they would even book him, you know? Yeah, I don't know. He, I mean, he'd be booked in some little dive, you know, somewhere. What, you know, how the hell they? <laughs> it was kind of weird to put him in BBs. Yeah, I, I guess, didn't. I you didn't know, get whoever that. was representing him probably showed up, you know, with his album with Maiden and probably said, you know, exactly. Yeah, dude. The album with, and he's done albums on his own, right? So, well, he has a couple of solo records. He yeah. has his. Uh, he's still with Wolfsbane, and he still puts out albums with Wolfsbane, but they were never. They never really gained any traction back in the day either. They were a good band. Just didn't, yeah. you know, gain enough traction. Even if they came in with that name, who I think 
they yeah, have more right. of a name than he does solo, right. he couldn't do anything there. You know, it's just, I don't know. And he says he can't talk about why, but it's probably because of poor ticket, you know, advanced ticket sales. Mm-hmm. It was probably poor ticket sales. The tour starts in about four weeks, and they probably weren't selling anything. Yeah. But uh, I had so much trouble getting the show going earlier. I wanted to ask Kenny that, but, you know, you guys were talking, and I didn't get a chance to bring it up. Well, you, were, yeah, you, were, you were involved in getting that going. Yeah, so but we'll talk to Kenny about that next week. He can give us the lowdown on what happened during that kudos, show. Kudos to the B two B two R staff for getting you going. You know. Yes, they sure did, and pretty quickly too. Uh, yeah, as soon as we I mean, found out about it. Bet, you know. Yes, definitely. I I wish there was a way that we would know that there's a problem on the other end that we're not yeah, broadcasting, right. not coming not, through. At, at present time, you're not broadcasting. You know. Yeah, because we don't know. Because you know what, you and I are in here, so we don't have you know the computer on, so we can't tell. And if like someone like Kenny or Reese, one of the regulars, we would never know because 90% of people that log in are guests, and they can't type in the chat right. to let you know. You have to oh, register user yeah, to type. Yeah, yeah. So they can't even – they're sitting there saying, what the hell's going on? We don't hear nothing, but they can't tell you. So if somebody that we don't know comes in and doesn't tell us, we, we would have did the whole show with never even knowing that. Well, I would have told you that it said, uh, you know, what do you call it? What do you call it? it has to call in. Yeah, see, that, I don't that, get that, that because that I can hear the music, I can hear you, I can't figure it out, I don't know, but I'll fix it up in the, in the editing room after the show is behind open. you right now. That's yeah, right. and you know what it is, that's live, uh, that's how we do a live show, shit happens. There you go, right? No, we're crapping on our own, so we don't need any help by uh, technical issues. This is true. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about it, like, you know, you said everything going over that Chick-fil-A place, that the whole protesters, because the guy made a comment about right, right. against gay marriage. So it's bringing so much attention to that place. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe we should do something like that over here. Maybe we should start with anti-gay marriage. <laughs> yeah, gay marriage, race, religion. I don't. We got to pick on somebody, draw some attention to this show, you know? Oh, okay. So we're against. Well, I mean, we uh, pretty much spoke to everybody as it is anyway. I mean, you know, yeah. it hasn't done any good, but maybe we got to, you know, hit a little harder or something. I, you know, I can't figure it out. We're against Indonesian people taking over vocalist jobs <laughs> for American band. You're gonna outsource music next. Yeah. <laughs> outsource India to guitar tracks and. <laughs> the, oh, the funny thing, um, I found out from uh, Dom and Sally, both uh, administrators for the Tempest uh, Facebook page. Yeah. We got like 41 likes. You know, it's just friends. You know, yeah. and um, they get a message from this band in Florida who apparently uses the name Tempest and has since 1962. Wow. And they're worried about us. So Dominic just added in parentheses Brooklyn, New York, you know? And we'll I see. saw that. Yeah, I saw yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess we'll see we'll see what happens. He gets a chance he's going to email them back and say, "Look, you know, this this and you know." But um I mean, can you imagine that? I mean, there's about... And then I went on to do a separate search to see if I can find that particular band. And I found about 12 different bands, uh, a, a Scottish, uh, a Celtic band, uh, two or three bands, classic rock bands out of the UK and Scotland, um, Indonesian band, an Indonesian uh, progressive metal and death metal band. Yeah. And then... Um, a chi- uh, an actual Japanese pop band that you wow. know the name, you know, and then there's like a jazz a jazz band and a like a, a Christian band. But you know, there's five bands in Tempest that I know of just in you know in America alone. Yeah, there's definitely. a couple of Canadian definitely. ones. There's one I, in Connecticut that I that I that I uh, 
friended on MySpace. They're a bunch of kids. Well, I remember know. that, yeah. I mean, it's just it's a name, you know, and it's a, a name that you know can easily you can easily pick up. Exactly. But we're not in the same genre, and we're in the different decade. At the time, we weren't playing at all, and even if we are playing now, it's a goof. It's not going to be anything serious, you know. And if it did, you know what? Screw you. We had it since '82, '83, so. You know, I I always say, because, like, you know, back in the 70s and the 80s, we didn't have an internet. So, yeah. you're a band in Brooklyn forming. You take the name Tempest. I'll just use, you know, you guys, uh, your name. Yeah, there's probably 75 bands any, everywhere else in the country and the United yeah. States that are forming at the same time. The same you have no way of knowing until one of those bands breaks big and has a major label deal and they exactly. start promoting it. Exactly. You don't know. You have and, no And clue. you know the guitar player, Alan Holdsworth, the jazz yes. guitar. He had a band in the 60s. Uh, well, late '60s, early '70s, called Tempest, but they were a they were a fusion band, and they went, you know, and I think they put out maybe one or two albums, and that was it, you know. I mean, we kind of found out later because through the guitar community, people said, "Oh, you know, Alan Holdsworth has." I think my friend Frank told me, "Yeah, they used to, you know, just goofing around, not not telling me I have to change the name." You know, because it's a yeah. different genre, and, you, you know, you're not going to be confused with the Alan Holzer, especially my guitar playing. You know, listening to fucking Alan Holzer, you're going to hear the difference right away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's shit that happens. Today, you know, you type in the name on the Internet, and you yeah. can find out. So oh, I, there's, oh. there's no reason for bands to have, have to be using the same then, names. Yeah. Unless that's you pay for a, uh, a, a search, some sort of legal search, and you had to pay through, you know, you had to pay lawyers and everything to do, you know, all that crap. I know. I know. That's a different world. I wouldn't even worry about it. Nah, I'm not worried about it. All right. Well, we, we got a tendency. We to it, so that's it. Even though only one of us is in Brooklyn, but... Yeah, but everybody came from Brooklyn, so... Yeah, we all were born here. So. Eh, don't worry about it. I wouldn't worry about nothing. Life's too short to worry about everything. Yeah, it's not worth it. All right. Well, we got enough time for one more song. Uh, let me see if I can get something that's pretty long, and we'll close out today's show, because... I'm exhausted from trying to get this show going. Yeah, that's, nice. <laughs> so, that's great. Yeah. So honestly, what do you want to hear? I have uh, Malaya Rage. I have Voivod. Those are about seven minutes each. I can get one of those on and close things out. Or do you want to hear something else? I'll see if I have it. I like Voivod. All right. I do a little Voivod then. Yeah, play a little Voivod. All right. This goes back to the earlier days. The so-called nuclear war. We're going to wrap things up here today, buddy, and uh, we're going to end it, I think, right after this song. All right, my And I'm going to hit the, editing room, hit the editing room and try to fix up the show the best I can before anybody else hears it. Okie dokie. All right, buddy. Thank you for hanging out again, like always, to my co-host, Thomas Malanga, Mr. Kent Pierce, for trying to kill as much time as he could with his constant calendar update while we try to get things going. Yeah. And don't forget to tune in this Thursday at 12 p.m. to the Mel Matt May. It's the United States of Metal we're heading up to Utah. We got some Mormon metal going on this week. Wow. Yeah, it took me uh, about three months to dig up enough songs from Utah bands to fill up an hour show, but I managed to do it, and we'll get that on. And next uh, Sunday night, Michael Landler from Adrenaline Mob. So don't forget to tune in. Hopefully we'll have a better run of it next week. Excellent. All right, buddy. You have a good one. I will talk to you during the week. All right. You too. Good night, everybody. Got it. Take care, Tay. All right. Let's close things out with some Voivod. I will see you guys Thursday at 12 p.m. And the show won't be available right after it for replays like always because I have to do a little fixing up uh, and see if I can correct whatever happened in the beginning of the show. But it will be up in about a half hour. So take care, everybody. I will see you Thursday. Good night.
This is Neil Turbin from Death Riders, and you're listening to Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show on Blog Talk Radio with Mike the Big Cheese. Don't forget to be fierce and stay thrashing and stay metal thrashing. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.